I'm seeing Open you. up your hate and let it flow into me. <laughs> and then there's the part in the middle where he's like screaming because his mother's beating him. Do you remember mm. that? Yeah. He's like, no, mommy, don't do it again. Don't do it again. I'll be a good boy. You're hurting me. Wow. That was quite a good impression of him. Like, what the fuck is that? That was like a, that was their debut single? What is that? I mean, can, can you do a little bit of him singing, um... Want to get the Superfly? No. Blah! Him singing, um... Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend. Oh, I actually haven't heard that. What? Are you I've, kidding? I've heard, I've heard Are of, you fucking kidding <laughs> I, I, me? I've heard about it at length, but I have no interest in hearing that. You've never heard Disturbed do that song, dude. It is no, power. Because, because I I laugh at Disturbed ironically, and I'm a massive Paul Simon fan. I have no interest you in You are a human being who does an accurate Disturbed impression. Not <laughs> only do you do the impression, but it, it intimates that you have practiced it and you've thought it out. And that means at some level, you care about Disturbed and you like Disturbed. I, it's more like, um, when I was like, so when Disturbed came out, like, so Disturbed, my dad was really into Disturbed. And my dad, okay. as you know, is no longer living, so like, I Are have, you saying those two things are correlated, or? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have, like, an affinity towards these, like, butt rock bands that my dad really liked. Like, my dad's, okay. like, favorite that... shit was, like, Disturbed and, like, Godsmack. See, and, now like, I'm gonna feel bad for ripping on you for liking shitty music, though. That's that's problematic. No, it's you, fine. You because, can't like, bring this, like, I don't, here. I, I don't like Disturbed. I, I, I have a nostalgia factor to Disturbed. It, like, connects me to my father. Like... Oh, my God, this is so sweet. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the movie. <laughs> I didn't realize we were recording. <laughs> yeah, we, are. we are. With um, that said, um, as far as Godsmack goes... They have a song called Voodoo. Do you know that song? I'm not the one who's so far away. Where yeah. the whole song is just fucking jungle tom drums. Yes. And that song is trippy as fuck, and I don't understand why a jam band has never opened a festival late night with that. Well, it sounds like something you should do. Uh, believe me, I'm fucking working on it. When I feel the snake bite into <laughs> my veins, yeah, never did I want to be here again. Okay. It is a cool song. Yeah, I've been drinking for a bit now at this point. Same. It's funny that Godsmack came out as a band literally called Godsmack. Like, so like Christians were like up in arms and then the U.S. Army co-opted them as like their theme music. Like, do like I told you, <laughs> stay away from me, never misunderstand me. It's like, I feel like that's the same demographic, and no one saw that as a problem. <laughs> God. Hello, people. Welcome to this week's extremely inebriated version of the movie Blue Side Piece. Uh, you will be hearing music tonight from Chris Garanda from Space Bacon, who has graciously donated us some awesome kicking background chill wave vaporwave shit. Enjoy. On a side note... Recently, I was listening to the Spotify playlist of uh, This Is Britney Spears. And As one does. Are you familiar with her cover of Bobby Brown's um, My Prerogative? My Prerogative. Is that what it sounds like? No. It, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it right now, you're recommending a Britney Spears cover of a Bobby Brown song? Yeah. Okay. 
called my prerogative. Yeah, yeah, I know the song. <laughs> it is flame. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. What if, like, <laughs> this episode we just went super fucking loose and we just, like, do you sing? Can we, like, vocal harmonize? I do not want to do that with you, no. Okay. I don't want to vocal harmonize with you. Well, what would like, we what be singing? What if we harmonized, like, what would we our be golden gun ratings? <laughs> I'll give that a nine. <laughs> um, Dan's working on his vocals tonight. Um, he's got a lot of impressions nailed very hard to the wall. That I have drank three nugget necklaces. <laughs> uh, shout out to Rachel for donating half of her six back to Dan and Eden tonight. Uh, Are these Rachel's nugget nectars? Yeah, for sure. But she's right. not territorial. She she loves friends. For the record. She listens to the podcast, right? Uh, this will be a good un, gauge un, un, for unlike, it. Unlike my girlfriend. Rachel, if you're listening to the podcast right now, text me the number 420. Yeah. Rachel, I want you to know that I really appreciate this these Nugget Nectars, but also I don't feel bad because of your rating of Attack of the Clones. Oh, wow. You're still holding on to a lot. No, just that. <laughs> Well, it's her rating like a 9.8 for all, every yeah, Star yeah. Wars movie. And, and the prequels were a 9 across the board. But they were all... Yeah, I mean, she loves the prequels, dude. Anytime anyone tells me anything positive about Attack of the Clones, like, mm. I get that, like... Like... I The only thing that I can say about Attack of the Clones is that it's better than The Last Jedi. Um, No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Their grind is better than Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Close call, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, today on the side piece... That's my prerogative. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to pick up some threads from last time. I want to point out that we just finished recording a podcast for three hours, yeah. and I have no idea what this one's about. Okay, Literally well, no idea what we're about to talk about we're gonna, whatsoever. We're going to pick up from some of the earlier conversations we had. Are we going to talk about coronavirus? Uh, you know, a little bit. That's I mean, my we coronavirus. <laughs> That's kind of what we talked about in the last episode, but, um... Britney Spears slap. managed to make a fucking cover of a Bobby Brown song slap harder than the original. That kid, don't say that. Okay, because I gotta listen to it first. It, it, that are, you not, song, are, you, are you not familiar? The Bobby Brown song slaps so much ass that I don't know how this could out-slap it. Dude. I wouldn't say... It's a bold claim for you to say that it's going to out-slap the original. Literally, is it like backing band? Like, what's the situation? Like, do, like, does she have a backing band? Yeah, like, how is she presenting this? Yeah, song? It, it's highly orchestral. Oh, okay. And it is wait, orchestral? Like, so it's like more ballady? No, orchestral in that like there's a lot of backing, like horns and fuckings, mm. like funky keys, mm. and you can tell there's drums and percussion. I hear you. It is. <laughs> I mean, you know I like all these things, so I'll probably enjoy it. Um, Dude, I've been really going down the Britney rabbit hole lately, because... <laughs> I mean, Britney's been going down the Britney rabbit hole lately, so that's perfect timing. For 15 years, like, it was like, Britney came out right at the time, where, like, I was into all, like, Backstreet Boys, all that shit, and then, like, then I got into real music, and there was 10, 15 years of Britney albums that I didn't even know existed, and I have been fucking banging out to them in my car just fucking like oh fucking 30 year old white man Dan is fucking raging Dan. yeah ladies and gentlemen yeah ladies and gentlemen Dan I... what's your middle name? Steven oh I don't think I knew that Danielle Shmuel wait a minute Danielle you, oh, Shmuel you're also a DS? Danielle Shmuel 
That's really upsetting. I, uh, I know that. I, uh, I am known for playing in progressive rock and jazz bands and metal bands. And I, Self-proclaimed, allegedly. In my free time, am predominantly <laughs> listening to Britney Spears. That is so uh, indicative of the kind of person that you are, though. Yeah. So. Kat came downstairs. I do shit like that all the time, too. I so. work from home, and she came downstairs, and she was like, are you listening to Britney? And I was like... You were like, it's Britney, I bitch. was like, obviously... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, so, all right, so so that, the, it's Britney, bitch. The, yeah. That yeah. tune. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard that in my life till two months ago. What? Dude, yeah. are you kidding me? Swear to God. Harrison's probably fuming right now. Harrison's probably super fucking pumped that he has a partner right now who's ready to fucking back him up. <laughs> I'm literally in my car, like, on the highway, like, sitting on the school, just like... Looking at people like, oh baby, baby. No, no. <laughs> like this. I'm looking at them like it's fucking Britney, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. And then that my prerogative cover came up, and I was like, my god, Britney's a fucking artistic genius. Um, so uh, in an effort to try to steer things back into a semi-normal direction, we're going to talk about a couple things that were left off from last time. Wait, um, can I just show you? Real quick, is this going you, to be you the can fucking talk, video? You can talk. No, I opened okay. my Spotify okay. to see. You know, if you put in your search, it'll show you your most recent okay. things you listen to. You're getting Most really recent close. thing is Pendulum. Pendulum. Second, this, this is pretty Spears. He's not lying, folks. Yeah. And now that's what I call music one through 50. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you are a clown. <laughs> it's awesome. Isn't it? And, and you know what? You're the fucking dude who spends his time posting like, oh, why the fuck did Spotify give me this bullshit? Like, you're giving it the most... <laughs> The most ridiculous data it could possibly absorb. I'm literally dude. like breaking its algorithm. You're like fucking it up. They're like, like literally. They're like this dude has listened to a 35 minute King Crimson drum track, followed by Christina Aguilera for a day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I play in a math metal band, and I. Let's see. Now that's what I. Call Dan music has been one. plugging himself all night, and we're not gonna have any more of it. Uh, uh, in an effort to uh, steer this podcast towards its, <laughs> its founding <laughs> topics, um, I'm going to suggest that we have a quick conversation about a movie that both you and I have seen separately. Um, this is also kind of a, a retort to uh, a segment of Rachel's Review Corner where we breezed through the movie Knives Out and decided that uh, it was pretty good. And then Dan messaged me all hoity-toity the other day after listening to it and saying... No, 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 I didn't listen to that. Oh, thank you for making it more obvious that you don't listen to podcasts, Dan. It's just heartbreaking. Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> I listen to the podcast... First off, it's not fun for me to listen to things immediately after we record them. Right. Secondly, right, right. I listen to them on my commutes. My office has been closed for coronavirus. I've had no commutes. So I haven't been listening to it. That's fair. That's all. Actually, not fair, but I'll make it fair. I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> I, um, I saw that you guys talked about Knives Out. And, and then I, you and that off. And that made me be like, I should watch <laughs> Knives Out. I thought you had listened to it. No, I watched... My it. mistake for assuming you had heard I our watched, own podcast. I watched Knives Out because I saw that you released a podcast of our podcast reviewing Knives Jesus Out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, um, uh, what was your thoughts on Knives Out, Ryan Johnson? Fuck that movie. Fuck Ryan Johnson? Yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's my... Okay. Like, I mean, now we're at the point where it's like, am I just going to repeat the things I said to you via text message? Like, Um, no. My impression... All right, so Knives Out Just, ha- just has let been the getting, people know. I mean, the people Kni- don't Knives Out has text. been getting... 
ton of praise. Yes. It was a critical darling this year. Correct. I to was... an extent. It didn't like win 100 Academy yeah, Awards, right? But... It wasn't like Billie Eilish winning four Grammys in the same night for the same album. Is that a thing? Yeah, she won Best Artist, Best Album, Best New Artist. Like, literally won the, the top awards for every single Grammy album. Can I can I drop a hot uh, take? Just a hot fact? No, fucking drop whatever you want. I've, Let's go. I've Side piece. I've literally never heard a Billie Eilish song in my life. It's just like a uh, an emo girl whispering to her dumb daddy. Sounds right up my alley, honestly. I think you'd probably like it if you like Britney Spears doing my prerogative. You probably would love Billie Eilish. Where is it on this? So like, if Britney Spears is like the shallow, shitty version of, of that spectrum, and like my favorite artist, my literal favorite Fiona artist Apple. is Fiona Apple. Right? Where does she fall there? So the worst, so the worst, most commercial is Britney on the left, and then. All the way to the front, you have genius uh, Fiona Apple. Where does who fall? Where Billie Eilish? Where does Billie Eilish where, fall? Where, uh, keep, keeping in mind that I also I I do like Katy Perry. I'm having trouble with Billie Eilish, guys, because like my qualms against Billie Eilish are it, it, it's like she's like mumble singing the entire time. So that I find that problem. What, what does that mean? I hear about this all the time. The mumble so thing. She like, sings like this in every song doesn't go far past this this is her gig she sings like this how but what is like what is it musically like is it like like because like musically okay so her brother is a composer lately i've been dealing with all the last year i've been going through a thing where people are like oh you're a huge fiona apple fan surely you're gonna love lana del rey I hate so, Lana Del Rey. So I, have, I, I don't I get have, Lana Del Rey. I have listened either. to every Lana Del Rey album, right. and I'm going to go on record. That's not good. It's not good. It, it's you know what? High five, even though we're like six and a half feet away from each other. Hold on, I'll make the sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, dude. Like, I we was, landed that one because I, I really don't like Lana Del Rey. I like Del Rey. that her new album is called Norman fucking Rockwell. I think that's cool. She's just like, it's like a one-trick pony with her. Like, are we seriously doing this, like, the, her act? I like, think she's a talented singer, but I don't understand. Is she, though, I even? Don't, I don't think she's a talented musician. Billie Eilish is in the same school as okay. Lana Del Rey, where it's more about, like, kind of her general image and the posing of her face and the way that she delivers her lines, and, like, it doesn't fully rely on her musicality. I'm her trying to brother to find our conversation about knives out. Her way. brother uh, is Phineas, and it's this guy that creates all the music with wait, her. Wait, wait, wait! Repeat that. Her brother. Her brother is, is an artist whose name is Phineas. That's that's his stage that's his name. His stage name and his okay. real name. Okay. Uh, I think he makes solo songs as well, um, and was on like Jimmy Fallon the other night. Um, so he's getting famous by proxy, and he kind of writes the music with her. It's just like I want to hate on it so much, but like. There is an interesting aspect to it in terms of like why she why she dresses like a complete goof. Like I originally ripped on her because she looked like like a Jolly Rancher in a plastic bag, <laughs> and um, and now I feel like you know her reasoning behind that was that she didn't want people to see her body and be objectified by her body, and one she wanted people to listen to her music and not be uh, subverted or have their opinion changed about what was going on underneath her fucking clown clothes. Right. Um, I respect that. Which is a respectable idea, but she also looks like she has wicked huge knockers, dude. I've seen fucking pictures of her on I vacation. I know about her. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh, that girl's a junkie. Well, she... <laughs> Like, no, I, okay. Like that girl literally no, asked me for change on well, my way here. Unlike a lot of mumble rappers and people like that, I don't think she's like that. I, From what I've gathered, she's not... Jesus, um, I finally found our fucking knives out. She's not like a complete drug addict or anything like that, but um, 
Yeah, she's just like this new indie, you know, cry your feelings out, weird whisper singing like frog that has come into our reality that I have to accept. Um, her and Lizzo are probably the two artists that I like. I'm having the most trouble understanding and accepting at this point. Not because of their like physicality. I'm not going to get into that, but because I just like don't like their music. I just think it's terrible, yeah. terrible music. Um, Lizzo and and Billie Eilish are both garbage. And Billie Eilish did a um, did the song for the new Bond movie, which brings it back around to this movie that podcast true? that we're on. Yeah, man, she's blown um, up quickly. Huh? She did the song for No Time to Die, which, by the way, has now been uh, pushed back over a year. I was about to ask what, what, if we should talk about favorite Bond songs, but I feel like we did this on the first episode. But her Bond but song also is also the first episode garbage. sounded like shit. So I just want to reinforce that my favorite Bond song is, is "The World Is Not Enough" from Garbage. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, did we come to that conclusion together on this podcast in the first episode? I don't remember. Because that is my favorite one. Yes. The world is not enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the music videos at the beginning of the VHS tape, dude. It was good. She was like on fire. What's that woman's name who fronts garbage? Redhead Mick. Patty Muffins. Yeah, Little Miss Scotland. Little Miss Scotland. <laughs> nice. Um, anyways, that was our review of Knives Out. Uh, give, it, give it a 5 out of 10. Um, I thought we were still talking about Lon Del Rey, Norman fucking Rockwell. Um, let's talk about Knives Out. So you did not like it. Um, I My biggest problems with Knives Out... I, I, so, I don't want to spoil I it for so people because... I wanted to like Knives Out. People like, are enjoying it a lot, so I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I will say that... It I, had if a, I, hold on. It had, I found our message right now. Yeah. I, 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 it took me going so far to go find our Knives Out conversation. And you bring it up. And my response is, I'm in a meeting right now, so I can't even right now. Yeah, I, I, I can't even deal with this You were, right you were so pissed. You brought up Knives Out. And almost, I was like, I can't. You almost lost your shit over <laughs> it. Um, my response is, but God forbid we make it through one piece of media without there being an illegal immigrant plot. <laughs> Sorry, Joan. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Yeah, no, the, true, true that, though. Um, I enjoyed Knives Out. I know that Ryan Johnson is at his heart, uh, like he likes mysteries and stuff like that. Like, have you seen Brick? Have we talked about Brick at the very least? Brick. Brick is Ryan Johnson's Brick, Brick first movie the, that the, made him famous. The noir with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yes. He made that movie? Yes. Really? Yes. Because my next question was going to be, what the fuck has he made that earned him a career? Looper. And I... Looper and Brick. Because I, Johnson's I two biggest adore movies. Brick. I do too. Why do you think I have so much vested in this fucking guy all the time? Because Brick is an incredible film. Brick is and so fucking good. And um, what was the other one I just mentioned? Looper. From, oh, Looper. Looper also was great. a pretty solid yeah. fucking movie, man. Yeah, kicked ass. So that's how he got Star Wars. I mean, but but Brick was. 15 years ago at this point and Looper was 10 years ago at this point what happened in between he had to make some other movies he did uh, the uh, the Bloom the Marvelous Blooms the Mr. Bloom with um, Adrian um, the, the Brothers the Bloom nose. yeah yeah <laughs> the Brothers Bloom that was also him. that's really funny alright do you so, like that movie no no I despise it's, it's that it's a pretty movie. bad movie so yeah that's like but my, do you see how that those movies relate yeah, to Knives my, Out it's the my, same kind of you know of like all my like South Jersey friends like Rick and Pauline and all them like, like yeah, well, whatever yeah. their like collective favorite movie is The Brothers Bloom and yeah. forever they were like you gotta see this movie The Brothers Bloom you gotta see this they fucking lent it to me 
three different times in my life I've been forced to sit through the Brothers in Bloom, and I fucking hate that movie. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Cool. Okay, we'll see everybody next week. <laughs> um, what an interest! How? Do you, what an interesting fucking career this guy has. Yeah, and that's why when he got the Last Jedi, I was more excited for that movie than even Force Awakens, because to me, he he seemed like a very singular vision, and I was like, cool. He's definitely one of those guys that like. Does this recontextualize the Last Jedi at all for you, or not really? No, that movie didn't have a singular vision. That movie was a hodgepodge of fucking trash stacked upon higher trash. <laughs> but it was all written by him. Yeah. As was Brick. Yeah, that was... As like, was The Brothers was, Bloom. That, yeah, but like, oh, The had? Last Jedi was like a dude fucking, like, went on a meth bender, consumed every bit of Star Wars material, every Star Wars book, played all of Knights of the Old Republic... And then when it went into that space you do when you do too many stimulants where you're like, when, you're, when, when your head gets too big and your ego is just like, man, I know a lot better than all of these fucking people. Yeah. And right? And yeah. That's, like, that's the space an artist gets like, into when they make these that characters kind of I need to include, but like all the lore, uh, you know, I made Brink and that like people really like that. So I made Brink. I keep saying Brink. Brink because of the last thing. Now Brink is infected yeah, yeah, uh, everything. Uh, We're going to have to yeah. watch Brink. <laughs> you're like yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah no that the last jedi is not a singular vision unless that singular vision is let me just shit upon all like 44 decades worth of lore that's been created i promised my bubby we wouldn't argue about the last jedi again so we're gonna have to move on unfortunately but i well good luckily for us your bubby is statistically not likely to make it through coronavirus well so. she's already dead so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can't kill her again. That's double jeopardy. Um, so it's in the Constitution. So um, yeah, uh, Knives Out. I thought had good performances. Some some fun scenes. Some nice little plotting traps. I just think that uh, they deflated the twist of who did it entirely too early, and it it, it just kind of shambled around like a chicken with its head cut off for an hour afterwards. Um, I. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I refused. At all. It was fun. It was a nice imaginative... I liked being in the house with, like, a writer who had written all these mystery novels. That felt like a fun environment. It was, like, a cool, lived-in set. Whoever designed that house was cool. I love the movie Clue. Like... Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I mean, this is that kind of... I love, like... This I got a vibe of, like, Johnson the Burbs. Like... Yeah. I refuse as a person who respects like the art of crafting a screenplay yeah i refuse to accept the plot device within a mystery that you are going to have a character that is physically incapable of lying i will not accept yeah, that that, that is some of the worst screenwriting literally the years, biggest cop out of a fucking plot device i've ever seen and the fact you just don't do that <laughs> the fact that that made it into a major motion picture let alone one with a cast of this quality and all and like no one stepped in to be like this is unacceptable like like that is literally like like that is filmmaking hellworthy trespass to me <laughs> like <Nice>. there's <laughs> no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever nice. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't fucking back it up with any like they don't even try to justify it where, like, she had some sort of trauma earlier in her life or, like, lying caused this or that and the other. It's like, no, here's a character who's the crux for everything. 
Also, spoilers, turns out she's the one who's present for the whole fucking thing and the only one who knows everything that happened. But by the way, she literally can't lie. There is no mystery to be solved if there is a character who can't lie. Yeah. You play the game Clue, the whole fucking point is that you don't know what's going on and you can bluff. Like, right. you can't have a bunch of, you can't have a whodunit if one of the person, if you know 100% of the things is accurate that comes out of someone's mouth. It's ludicrous. So, uh, what would your GGR be for this for uh, Knives Out? film? Knives Out. It's tough because, like, it's well made. It was well made. It looked. Well it looked. It looked. Let's great. talk about some of the good things. It, I mean, it, Daniel Craig. It, yeah, was funny. Daniel Craig. It took me a long time to accept him playing Froghorn Leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> Once He's like, I got, we do have and, a mystery, I declare. <laughs> and there were moments where he went in and out of the accent that were fucking harrowing. Yeah. Um, no, I don't like that. Yeah. That's and, one. That's one of my no nos And and that's I'm my no no suit. And I just have a like, which. It's another thing that I hate with, like, these star-studded cast movies where they're shoehorning in people where, like, if you're going to have a person that needs to have that accent, why cast Daniel Craig there? Like, why? The only reason is to have a superstar. Like, you could cast literally... Well, dude, fucking Chris Evans is in the goddamn movie. Captain America playing, like, a character yeah. that didn't really suit him either. Chris Evans is... I mean, Ryan Johnson's got some powerful friends Chris now. Evans is literally playing fucking Kieran Culkin's character from Succession. Like, there's just no fucking rhyme or reason to it at all. Like, have John Goodman play fucking Daniel Craig's character. Like... Have someone who it's not going to be harrowing to see them speak like a southern person. Um, so, so it looked great. The set pieces were great. Yeah. The cinematography was great. Give me a number. The acting was great. The plot itself was fucking absurd and <laughs> was so fucking preachy and ludicrous. Sure. And just like it was like an homage to a classic whodunit, which has been done. In. A thousand <laughs> fucking times. Fair enough. But it was a dude. It, that's like saying, it, it, you know, I mean, it was trying to be a whodunit. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a you genre. Can't, you can't have. You but, can't overdo a but, genre. But this. If whodunits can always exist. Right. But if you're going to put a new spin on it, the yeah. spin can't be that one of the characters can't lie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That undermines the entire premise. On its face, it's pretty stupid. It undermines the entire fucking premise. All right, give me a number. Five. Five. I'm gonna give it a six. In, in terms of, like, if I take, I give the screenplay, like, a two. I give all of the vi like the director of photography an eight. Okay. Um, like the movie, like act, like I'm still pissed. I forgot all about it and I'm pissed off all over again. I like know, I'm like tell. literally offended that that got through so many people with them feeling that that was okay to put in a movie. Well, wait until you hear Rachel's. Go back and listen to the pod. I bet she loved it. She did. Um, oh, yeah. And also, oh my god, hold on. Oh, god. The fucking end where everything gets figured out, aka 15 minutes of Daniel Craig dialogue dumps. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That was maybe the largest exposition like, dump of all time. Of him setting up people to be like. He was like, a long time ago in the galaxy far, yeah. far away. He's literally <laughs> like purposely setting up people to be like, but wait, that would mean this. Uh-huh! You would think that! 
EXCEPT FOR THIS THING! And the problem is that they, they didn't leave any inklings that he was figuring any of those things out at all throughout the whole movie. No. They just at the end were like, guess what? He figured everything no. out. And you're like, what? That movie felt like that movie. It looked like a big budget, star-studded 2020 banger, but felt like a 1986 low-budget tribute to the past. And I fucking hated it. Um, so, um, we're going to move on to some more pressing current events, such as the spread of coronavirus, COVID-19, which has delayed not only our precious James Bond movie, but like a lot more movies and a lot more things such as... Has it delayed movies? Quiet Place 2, which I was looking forward to seeing. I had no idea that that was even a thing until Facebook told me like three days ago. Yeah, well, it was supposed to come out in two weeks. And and they were going to do a thing where you could watch them back to back, and I was looking forward to doing that in the theater. Now you're going to have to wait many months. Um, I don't care. The new Fast and Furious movie has been delayed a full year due to coronavirus, completely shifted an entire year forward. Do you think Paul Walker is going to be able to maintain not aging enough in that time? (laughs) Paul Walker's ghost, you mean? Yeah, like, he might look in really bad shape by then. No, they have Paul Walker saved on, like, a floppy disk in in ILM headquarters. Or is his character being played by the star of Grind? I don't ever want to talk about Grind again. <laughs> I want Grind to be, like, delaced from the movie Blues Mythos. Yeah, I, I, our, I would love to stop talking about Fast and the Furious as well. Like, I could... Oh, oh, buckle the fuck up, <laughs> because we have a lot more to go in that front. And, and at one point today, I actually considered putting, like, Cats, um, Grind, uh, one of the Fast and Furiouses... The the other Roger Moore Fury-i. the other Roger Moore James Bond movie basically in a hat and then have us pick it today and watch a bad movie but um, I didn't think you would be down with that that the choices that were in there because if we end up watching a James Bond movie you'd probably be upset I don't care I just watched Knives Out dude and grind for the sixteenth time yeah um so uh, I'm completely we, preoccupied by Knives Out all over again movies are getting um, pushed back to the nth degree. And another, why, like, why are they pushing them back though? Like, because that, people don't want to be in They're, like, they're working under the assumption that people go to the theaters. Just release them on VOD. No, they do go to the theaters. People Not really. Go to the theaters, dude. Not really. Really, they do. They're making billions of dollars a year off. Of well, then release, release them in 4DX, and I'll be the only one who. <laughs> you probably get extra coronavirus in the 4DX <laughs> theater. That water is probably the the, it's, it's, the landborn yeah, first I'm, I'm case. Patient zero. <laughs> yeah, everyone who got misted in Godzilla: King of the Monsters now has <laughs> now has coronavirus. Um, but at least they're releasing the fucking liberal hunting movie. Yes, we're gonna try to see the hunt. Uh, it's pretty much up our alley. In more ways than one. Yeah, that that movie is gonna fucking ruin my life. The podcast for that movie is probably gonna ruin my life. <laughs> that will ultimately cause you the most ruin. <laughs> like I, uh, I applied. I'm, apl- I'm currently applying for a job that uh, I need to submit a writing sample for. Mm. So I've been going through the past couple years of things that I've written that have gotten like. You know, I'm not gonna say viral, but have gotten a lot of, a lot, a lot of, a lot of karma in the in the internet verse. Okay. And where can I read these things? Literally, none of them, besides one that I've found, are like acceptable to submit hmm. for, 
for a job, and I feel like after I watch that movie, I'm gonna have a fucking college-level dissertation to write about. Just take a copy of my book and send it to your next potential employer. <laughs> um, so, um, steering us back into reality a little bit, um, I did want to talk about quite a few other things happening in the movie world. How many Oscars does Knives that win? I don't know. I don't know if they won any, actually. I mean, I don't have the list in front of me. Also, Jamie, Jamie Lee. All I know is that A, I have 1917 downloaded. I, I too. B, it got so snubbed at the Academy Awards because Parasite won not only... I can't wait to have this conversation with you. We're going to have a fun one here. Okay. Um, Parasite. Yes. Um, won not only Best Foreign Film, yeah. but won Best Picture. I'm curious as to why you are excited to have this conversation with me. Well, what do you think about that? About it winning Best Picture and well, Best Well, let's first, let's first talk about Parasite, because okay. we, we did lead off from the other side piece that we wanted to talk about Parasite. Okay. Um, what did you think of Parasite? Like, in general, or do you want me to give a gold thing on right Do your job as we typically do. Talk in whatever fashion makes you comfortable. Okay. I mean, I'm going... <laughs> I'm going in commensurate measures with the increasing level of inebriation I'm hitting throughout cool. the course of this. Same. But I loved Parasite. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. I liked it more than Snowpiercer, which I already liked quite a bit. Snowpiercer, very different movie than yeah. this. Yes, I just, I've discovered that I'm a Have you fan. seen Oakja? Yes. What did you think of Oakja? I thought it was a very good movie. It's not really like the tonal type of movie that I enjoy watching, but I thought it was very good. Well made. I, I loved it. I thought it was yeah, amazing. Like, and it I, seems thought, like a I, movie... thought, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was incredible in it. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, by the way, might be like the actor. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is in my lifetime has probably made the biggest like face turn in my like view. I mean, of I've, anyone I've ever met. Like, I've when I was younger. Was incredible. From no. Donnie Darko, I thought he was in. Well, we've in, gotten into this. I despise Donnie Darko. Like, Wait, what? We've gotten into this. Have we? Yeah. How in so? In season one, we've gotten into this. There are very few movies that I hate more than Donnie Darko. Why? Because. Why do you hate Donnie Darko? Because I feel that movie is a hodgepodge. Remember, we were talking about Southland Tales for a while and we were getting into this. I think it's a hodgepodge of fucking pretentious bullshit that I think Richard Kelly didn't even know what the fuck he was, like, what the fuck that movie was about when he was making it. I think it's a bunch of fucking cool, trippy imagery. Like when and I, you thought this since the first time you saw it? No. When I was 12, 13, the first time I saw it, okay. I was obsessed with it. Oh, okay. And, and my, backpack so was, totally my backpack was covered in Donnie Darko pins. And remember then, when he came back and then when a special I, edition? Yes. And changed a bunch of it? And sure like, do. And it had all sorts of, of like, it had like game, it had like fucking puzzles and shit. It had like pages from the deep scrolls yeah, of Donnie yeah. Darko. And there was how fucking pretentious is that? Yeah, that I was like in the age of interactive DVD. Yeah, movies. Was, <laughs> those are like the early 2000s. I remember because it cost extra to rent that edition, and my dad was fucking pissed about it. I have not revisited. Donnie, Donnie Darko was a movie that I loved as years. a kid and then rewatched in college and discovered that I think it's pretentious trash. Really? And I've actually lost friends about how strongly I feel that. Stop, really? Yeah, like I really feel that. I mean, that... I love Donnie Darko, but I will not say that I'm not going to defend that like I would something else. And the, the, <laughs> the hottest take of all is that I will defend the movie Southland Tales. 
over Donnie Darko. Not over Donnie Darko. I mean, Donnie Darko is like... Well, you just said it was trash, basically. So you're saying Southland Tales better than Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko is highly regarded I'm just trying to get you to say this opinion because that will officially make you the only person to think it. No, Donnie Darko is highly regarded as like top shelf cinema. I think it's shit. Southland Tales is widely panned and I think it's actually a very compelling So you're saying overrated, underrated. Yes. You're basically saying Donnie Darko overrated. Yes. Southland Tales underrated. Highly underrated. Now I haven't watched Southland Tales in a while either but when I initially had seen it I did enjoy it very much. But I came in knowing that it was supposed to be very weird and not normal and totally whacked out. Yeah. Um, So like kind of And when you read the graphic novel that goes with it I think it's very good. I didn't know. Well very good to stretch. I I think Richard Kelly in general is in line with these directors that I find to be extremely pretentious, which mm. I, I think he, without Richard Kelly, there would not have been an excuse to make Midsommar. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I feel like he really, like, made that shit acceptable. Mm. And... Just, like, that, doing whatever the fuck you want. Just doing whatever you want with no regard for pacing, no regard for... I don't think Richard Kelly invented that, though. No, but I think... By any stretch For our generation, he... Like, I think Donnie Darko blowing up, like, made that, what the, like, like, what the fuck is Richard Kelly doing right now? Just fucking sitting back and counting that fucking Hot Topic money, dude. But have you seen Donnie Darko, too? About, about the sister? About the sister. Yes. Sure have. What do you think of that? Okay, I take it back when I said that Donnie Darko is garbage. <laughs> S. Darko is way worse. Like, when you see S. Darko, which, by the way, worst title of a movie yeah, probably horrible, ever to exist. Horrible. When you see S. Darko... Sounds like, like a Kirk tribute band. Darko. Darko. And that's our review of Parasite, 9 no. out of 10. Yeah, how did we get there? I don't know. Um, so, Parasite... No, so I thought Parasite was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I watched it with Cat. Um, Kat has been bringing it up regularly mm. because since I've gotten the Criterion app, she's been resistant towards when I want to watch stuff on it. But it's changed everything because she's like, she'll be like, I don't feel like watching a subtitle movie. And then there'll be a pause and she'll be like, although Parasite was subtitles and I didn't even realize and I loved every second of that movie. Mm. And I'm like, there we go. This is what, like, this is the movie I've been waiting for to get everyone else into fucking watching foreign films. Like, is it though? Because like, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say about Parasite. I loved it. Great. Have you seen The Host? No. From the same director? No. The monster movie? No. Definitely worth checking it yeah. out. Um, I have it on my hard drive. It's one of my favorite... Like, I mean, I purchased it on Amazon. It's one of my favorite movies, period. And I think that he's made very good movies, and that this is one of them, surely. Um, but, like, to win as many Academy Awards as he ended up winning for it, it just seemed a little strange to me. I... I okay. And it's not because I'm this, intolerant. Yeah, yeah no, this, is, I this I do want to cinema. talk about. This I do want to talk about. Because I love foreign I, cinema. Now I understand why you wanted me to yeah. talk about it. Okay. Um, but I will say that there are movies that were made by American directors that should have been maybe recognized a little bit more in the end. I mean, I'm very happy for him. He's one of my favorite directors, period. I mean, The Host, Snowpiercer, and this are all timeless classics. Yeah. Um, so... 
Yeah. I just think it's strange, and I think the Academy is probably, like, bought in with all these other weird, bizarre, jingoistic, like, crazy organizations that run the country that just, like, spit out nonsense, and sometimes the decisions are made not by the people, but by, like, some amorphous brain that, like, came out of the Illuminati that, like, controls everything. Well, that would be the opposite of jingoistic. Or just a bunch of Jews. Yeah. As anyone so, else so would like, probably think. Like, Parasite, <laughs> I thought was phenomenal. Like, but I wouldn't rate it 10 out of 10. Yeah, me and, either. And, like, I enjoyed it. It's like it. a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Like, I'd probably even give it, like, 8.75. But, like, like I've seen better I, from that director. Like, <laughs> I... And I have seen better Korean films. Oh, um, absolutely. I... It makes me... I'm very pleased... It feels like... What's the word I'm looking for? It feels like it's like... It feels like the award was given... Like, it's like a de facto thing to, like, break the wall down between, like, foreign film versus film. Like, if it brings my, my, more people into it, then that's a positive like, thing. Like, me as a film fan... I'm not fan, gonna complain about that. Me as a film fan has always pretentiously been like, there shouldn't be best foreign film and best film. There should just be best film. But right. the reality is we don't live in that world. Most people don't watch anything that's not in English in our country. So, like... Most likely. Hands down, last year... You're an American speaking English. Parasite was the, the, <laughs> the, best, the best foreign film that I saw last year. As far as best picture goes, I don't know. I didn't see. I didn't t- see 1917. I didn't. I haven't seen that yet. Which got deeply snubbed. I have How we kind of. I haven't this seen whole. a ton. I don't think that I saw anything last year that I liked more than Parasite. Right. It definitely pleases me that like a foreign film is being recognized as being able to win best picture i do feel like it's like fucking liberal fucking self back padding right to be like look, here we are like, here look, we are folks look what we did like, <laughs> welcome to the movie Blues yeah podcast. like it's like hey i agree look how fucking progressive we are yes. like it is a fin- like i f- i almost feel like giving it best picture almost cheapened it yeah like because they it was like out. a political statement whether that rather than it being on its merit it was like it's like you could tell they were like they were fucking clamoring and seething waiting for the opportunity for there to be a foreign film that they could justify giving best picture to it reminds me of the inverse which is when they bring like an american actor over to like asia and like celebrate them in a way that's like almost too inappropriate for how famous that particular celebrity is right and it's the inverse of that where they brought him here and just like trotted him basically right. like a pony across right, the right. stage and like it just gets to a point same with billy eilish honestly right. where it's like <laughs> how many awards do you need to win for the same thing i feel like both the grammys this is really bringing the whole conversation around though but i feel like the grammys and the oscars should both take a note just for variety's sake in terms of like picking these things and celebrating these things that nothing needs to win all of them yeah like, i mean i can't speak to it because i didn't see 1917 all i'm saying is fucking martin scorsese made a movie this year like has nobody seen that <laughs> no you know what because I mean? it's 14 hours long yeah. so most people it's haven't really seen good, it though but like it's 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 a good 14 hours but, like, opposed to once upon a time in hollywood which is a bad 14 like hours. i feel like it should be a regular occurrence that a foreign film wins the best picture because if I thought of like the ten best movies I've seen in the last ten years, therefore half of them are foreign. Yeah, like you know, 
So like you know, it's, I'm glad. It's, it's it's I'm glad that that glass ceiling has finally been shattered. But it's very but like it's very it's very self congratulatory the way that they've been yeah. treating it about it. Like look how progressive America is, while also like Donald Trump's our president. Like it's like it's it's like if Obama was president, they wouldn't have done that because they would have been like we've already done enough. Yeah, it's like the Oscars decide every other year to just be like, time to be less racist. Yeah. But I, I thought Parasite to, was great. Yeah. I think it's great that, I think it's great any time that any piece of art that just completely fucking shatters and shits on capitalism is held up. That's a good thing. I'm down with that. Um, I think that any movie, I'm a big fan, we've talked, uh, recurring movie blues theme, I'm a big fan of movies that are very timid and then take an extremely violent shift in the last third. Like, that's... Dan's the last third or... Yeah, like, super. That's my favorite. Like, Fucking do not like that movie. <laughs> I've made that very clear. Yeah, like, I, I, I really liked I really liked Parasite. That movie makes me sick. I, I can't say whether it deserved to win Best Picture or not, because I didn't see every movie that came out. I would say it was probably the best movie that I saw that came out last year, because I was expecting Knives Out to be in my in my running for it and I fucking wanted to kill myself throughout it um I don't know what else what else was nominated for best picture I'm looking that up right now 1917 Ford versus Ferrari yeah what the fuck alright hold on what the fuck is the deal with Ford versus Ferrari why the fuck does anyone care about that fucking movie because it's made by very reputable people yeah. starring very reputable right. actors but who the fuck cares it's academy it's fucking baiting. cars it's, it's just like actors doing academy baiting things like what a fucking jerk off that just, movie well, is well I just don't like cars right who the fuck I bet it's compelling though I bet if we watched it if we like had to watch it for this podcast if someone said can you please? I'm gonna watch it. I have it downloaded. I cannot. I don't even have it downloaded. I'm I cannot fathom a world. I watch clips from it on movieclips.com yeah. or whatever, and like it's enjoyable. I it's cannot like... fathom a world where I'm like, this is on the same cinematic level as Parasite. Christian Bale is like drunk and like very British, and also which like is sick. I'm just like, dude, like. <laughs> I'm fucking burnt out on Christian Bale. Like what? Like, no, stop. Let's not do this. Just like, dude, like. I'm. I don't want to see Christian Bale as a superstar. I want to see Christian Bale as a I, fucking. I, I think he's a very damaged person in this movie. Is he? Yes, he's like an alcoholic, like rage workaholic. Like it. It. Oh, dude, no, so he's himself. It's supposed to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Definitely. Okay. Um, like, I can't imagine that Ford versus Ferrari is better than The Machinist. Um, 1917. Okay. Which I'm going to watch this weekend, and I'll probably do like a Rachel's Review Corner or something with 1917. Okay. I'd like to watch. I mean, I have it. I'm, we're going to watch it sometime. It's on yeah. the list. Um, Joker, which did we did, talked did, about I this hundred times. I didn't You've not seen Joker. No. Dude, please watch that movie. I have it. It's really good. I just... It's real good. I just don't care. Like... I didn't. I no one. I don't care about anything. Just like put it on. You, it'll it'll capture. Um, it's it's like it's the Star Wars thing too. I'm just so fucking Batman out. Like no, but like Joaquin. It's just about Joaquin. You look deep into Joaquin. Joaquin looks deep into okay. you, senor. Joker. So Joker was nominated for Best Picture. Yes. That's cool. I mean, that's pretty far out. Was fucking. But here's the thing. Fucking Harley Quinn, Rise of the Phoenix, or here's, whatever. Here's the thing that nominated. I want to talk about really quick with Joker. That's like really upset me actually recently is that like i thought that martin scorsese produced this movie 
I had heard that that was originally the deal. Turns out that he did not produce it, and that he... They asked him in an interview recently, have you seen it? And he was like, I don't want to see that movie. Like, it's not really for me. And the interesting thing about that is that at one point he was a producer and he became detached from it. I don't know if it was before or after Todd Phillips joined up, but he did, became... Did Todd Phillips make the Joker? Yeah. Can... Okay. I mean, talk about side piece. Can we just talk about the fucking career trajectory of Todd fucking <laughs> I think it's been talked about enough. Like... I mean, it's a lot. It's an insane move, but like crazier things have happened. No, no, they haven't. Yeah, I mean, that the guy who made fucking bittersweet fucking motel is now a fucking Oscar winning actor. Like, what the fuck? Director? Yeah, yeah, director. Sorry, I've been drinking. That's fair. (laughs) I've been drinking. Todd Phillips. Like, when The Hangover came out, it was like supposed to be the funniest movie in years, and it was like directed by Todd Phillips. I'm like, where do I know that name from? And I went went fucking downstairs in my basement and saw like Bittersweet Motel poster made by Todd Phillips. I'm like, Mm. did the fucking fish guy make a movie? Um, another movie on this list was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) I had a, I had a, I had quite the, uh, the dispute with Uh my, my drummer foster about once upon a time in hollywood who feels that margot robbie's character was completely integral to the film and uh feels that the movie was the exact length that it needed to be and if if you uh, think that the purpose of the film was to just be about the manson murders being rearranged and not about anything else that happened in it which the other two hours and 45 minutes that took place were about just cliff booth and rick dalton um, then yeah. Just to give you a, a semblance of what my life is, is that I'm in a band where oh, no. in the past few years, the uh, my drummer's favorite movies he's seen has been that and Midsommar. And There's going to be a my, lot of angry and, emails in the morning. And my, my guitarist absolutely fucking hated uh, There Will Be Blood on my recommendation. Oh my God. So I'm just surrounded by people of whom I, whom I respect deeply on a musical level. Do you think those people would be listening to this right now? I I don't I don't know. I don't care. In the case that they do, I, I like your band guys. You guys sound good. Yeah, yeah, you're release you're some more shit. Good at drones, but Midsummer fucking sucked. <laughs> I liked Midsummer. In uh my I would never my, really think to watch it again at any point, but I did like it a lot. In my politics group chat I was telling you about earlier last considering night, tonight last I watched the movie girl. Grind <laughs> I'm good to say Midsommar was a pretty fucking great movie Dan this this girl yesterday in, in the politics group chat I'm in said Midsommar is the best movie best movie she's seen in the last decade and I was that just, is fucking wrong and <laughs> fucking maintained that it's better than Hereditary like I'm just I'm like, people's love for that movie makes me sick. It is very nauseating. Um, well, uh, that's all the Best Picture uh, winners, and it was given to Parasite, which, like, honestly, it is kind of the best. I just don't think that the distinction between the two categories shouldn't have been, like... I, I have no problem with it. I think it's good. I, I, I dream of a world where there's not a line drawn between the two because the reality is is that the overwhelming majority of American cinema is pure schlock. Did, did and... you see the clip of the director being asked like right after he won all of them in the press room? Somebody was like, why did you choose to shoot this with an all-Korean cast? No. Yeah, no, someone I mean... asked him that. <laughs> and he was like, 
what? Oh my god. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Because, <laughs> like, he is, like, an American director, essentially, at this point. That's what's happened. I mean, like, that's the way he was able to win, right? Both categories. Is because, like, he's mounting productions from within the U.S.? Like, in a tax way? I don't know. Because how does it make sense that a, a film can win Best Picture? Is it... it because... Can any foreign film go up for Best Picture? I don't... Yeah, why not? Is that how Life is Beautiful won? I guess so. Yeah, what about... Uh... Life is Beautiful was all in Italian. Yeah. But I can't think of many others that cross... That's like an anomaly, you know what I mean? It's totally an anomaly, but that's because, like, Americans like, are par- fucking morons. I feel like Parasite wasn't even a thing until after it won, though. That's what's bizarre about it, is that, like... I've been following. I felt like I was hearing hype about Parasite from the second. From it like dropped. interior nerd communities, for, yeah, for, but for like, people like us. But like when I checked my phone in the weeks afterwards, it, the showings for the movie were all over the place. Like yeah. they were like screening the movie all over America. Yeah, they did at the film center. They literally did his whole filmography for a day. You could spend fifty bucks and see every single one of his oh, movies. Oh, I want to see the host back. in theaters. Yeah, every single one back. Dude, to back. you got to watch the host. It's like if yeah, someone made a Godzilla game. movie that actually knows what a human being acts like. That's awesome. It's a really good movie. Yeah, no, he's a quality guy, and I thought Snowpiercer was fucking great. Um, so, um, there's just a couple more things okay. I want to talk about. Um, uh, one of which being Euphoria that, that I finally watched. Euphoria, um, which is something you finally are catching up on secretly yeah. <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, right in time for my parents to cancel HBO. <laughs> oh, but you have BitTorrent, as you said, you're well versed, so you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah. Gotta keep your shit seated. So if anyone would like, if anyone would like to trade a Criterion password, oh, you're really trying to hop that shit. I'll I'll bleep you out, son. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, no, Euphoria is pure brilliance. Some stuff that I'm looking forward to coming up. Oh wait, Um, and I've been watching Avenue Five since our last side piece. I've watched. I kind of stopped. I've watched all of the things that you told me to watch, and then well, you were watching all these things already. I mean, you had already seen some of Avenue Five, right? Not by no, not by the time we talked oh, we about it on the podcast. I watched it because of the podcast, mm. and you were enjoying that. I love it. It's really good, and I've recommended it to a ton of people who do not give a fuck. Uh, I recommend. There's zero chance that show gets a second season. I recommend that if you like, <laughs> here we go again with this. But if you like good entertainment and mature themes and amazing acting and incredible cinematography. You should watch HBO. <laughs> HBO, seriously, it's got it all. It's um, quality. It's really got everything. Um, I've, uh, I, I highly recommend I've it. I've sat down and buckled down and fucking finally started tackling season three of Better Call Saul, and it still sucks just as much, but, <laughs> um, but, I'm, do- but, but I'm doing it for the people, because... Every time I, every time it comes up on the internet, everyone's like, "Bro, just stick it out for a couple more episodes. Shit's gonna get crazy. It is fucking man. Chuck's gonna really be mean this time. And guess what? He's been mean. Still fucking bored, but I'm watching it. So you're welcome. Dan, did you know that at this time, right now in the world somewhere, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are shooting a new Matrix movie with Wachowski brothers? Did you know that? No. The Matrix Four. I knew about a year ago that that concept had been greenlit mm-hmm. but whenever i see something like that i assume it just then immediately goes into development hell uh it's being shot there's people taking videos of neo and trinity on a motorcycle together already so thoughts 
I don't. I don't think you and I have ever, Let's ever talk spoken about, about the Matrix. The Matrix trilogy. Yeah, so the Matrix. We've never mentioned it. I don't think on this entire podcast. So I am so fucking curious as to how this conversation is about to go. So the Matrix is the first DVD I ever purchased. Sweet. And by purchase, on VHS. by purchase, I mean had my father purchase. Mm-hmm. I got a PS2. The same day I got a PS2, I also got the Matrix on DVD. Solid. All around. I maintain that The Matrix is one of the greatest movies ever made. I, um... Big fan of The Matrix. Haven't watched in a bit, but tend to watch it every couple years. Literally holds up 100% of the time. I think Joe Pantoliano is probably in my top 10 favorite actors ever. Sure. Um... And yeah, Matrix is great. I will then get a little bit more controversial and say that I absolutely... Wait, let's stop there. Let me talk about The Matrix. It's so great. Um, I saw it when I was a little kid, like with my mom. My mom took me. She was a huge fan of science fiction and as am I and always was. And we went and saw The Matrix when I was like... It was in 1999. So I was 12. So I was and it was a rated R movie. Um, I was and I, eight. And I saw it in That's theaters, fun. and just it literally <laughs> took my mind. You saw it in theaters. Oh yeah, that fucking yeah. rules. I saw actually all three Matrix movies in theaters with my mom. Yeah. Wow. I saw the second two. I saw Bills. the second two with my dad. Um, and uh, it it took my mind and it fucking butt fucked it. Yeah. Man. I was like, what? I got out of the Matrix and was that guy who was like, what's happening? Dude, I was fucking. <laughs> so the first DVD that I ever that saw. That and Fight Club significantly changed my life. I saw them too early, both of them, yeah. in too many times. And it significantly ruined a part of my brain that I desperately needed to hold For on to at that sure. point. I had a fr- one of my best friend growing up, Jordan. His dad was always super on the cutting edge of like technology. He was a Linux user in the 90s mm-hmm. and had a Laserdisc player. So like it was my first interaction with Laserdisc. He was just the first dude with a DVD player. <coughs> the first time I ever saw a DVD was when he put on The Matrix for us when I was, I guess that would have made me eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Immediately like was like, we need to get this movie. I showed it. I showed The Matrix to my dad. Totally fucked me up. Like, I vividly remember that that was the first movie I ever saw that made me, like, that I couldn't immediately understand what was going on. Like, I had to really dig deep inside my brain to, like, fathom the general implications of what I was watching Mm -hmm. on, like, a philosophical level. I feel like that was the first thing that introduced me to, like, existential crises. (laughs) Absolutely. And I was like, wait. This isn't real? Like, yeah, yeah, right. I, I was just like, this is... I was like, there's even a remote possibility yeah, that I was, what I'm doing right now is not happening? I was nine what? and was like, I have no way to disprove this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it really fucked me. I feel like I can draw a straight line from, like, seeing The Matrix... The Matrix is ...to off. smoking pot for the first time. Yeah, for sure. To, like... The Matrix was, like, my first good, like, third eye cleansing. To, like, thinking I could be a writer, like... Um, I agree with all that. Um... Yeah, I think The Matrix... Matrix is such an important piece of American cinematic history that, like, <laughs> because of all, like, because of the way that the sequels got shat upon, that it really ruined their legacy. That, like, 
I feel completely undeservedly. I think the first Matrix movie is should be in the Library of Congress. So then they announced that they were doing the Matrix Reloaded, and I like shit my pants a thousand times and got so excited for it. I saw it like on an IMAX screen with my mom. I did as well, but with my dad. Um and <sighs> Matrix Reloaded, I I enjoy quite a bit more than Revolutions. I... Which is a, a kind of a I spicy take. I love Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, Matrix Reloaded has some iconic shit. I think it's a... Like, most people are like, Matrix, and then the other two are just down here. Yeah, no. For me, it's like, Matrix is 20 out of 10. Yeah, Matrix and Reloaded then Matrix is not Relo- far Matrix Reloaded is still like an 8.75 out of 10 for me. Me too. Like, I fucking really like it. But I Matrix recognize Revolution. what is wrong with it. Totally. At the same Which time. is why it's not a 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it tried too hard to be an action movie, I feel. It tried to out-Matrix itself. Yeah. Which was not necessary. Matrix if Revolution. Kept, if they would have kept the narrative a little cleaner yeah. through, honestly, both of those movies, there could have been something really effective there. And, like... I think just the fact that they felt so bloated, they they were just overwritten. You know what I mean? Totally, like, totally. Like, like, but, and, but and that's simultaneously, not a, that's like, not a bad the practical thing effects it, in that movie. Were what in Reloaded? In Reloaded. Yeah, there's some good fire. ones there, but also some really bad CGI. Yes, some really that was like CGI. that was that time right before like CGI of that. But scale I'm not gonna lie, like to the get, fight with right. the Agent Smiths, the hundred Agent Smith. Yeah, I have watched that like hundred fifty times. Yeah, and I have fucking beat my dick raw to it i would put my dvd player my portable dvd player i had that and watched it on there all the time and just watch that scene and be like oh my god and then a couple years went by and i could see that they could like smooth people's faces out a little bit more and i was like oh this isn't that impressive actually you can do anything with cgi because then it was like look at how many agent smiths there are and i was like well this is the age where in a couple months you're literally going to be able to do anything you want on screen. It right. doesn't matter anymore. They were still at the point where, because here's the thing, like the Matrix had special effects in it that were like holy. People were like, oh, yeah. whoa, like oh, yeah. you just changed what it is to have special effects. Like yeah. you changed the game. I like, like, And I think in the second one, their idea was like, let's try to do other game changing things when the focus should not have been on that so much as just like, delivering a, a slightly better story yeah i mean i feel like i said i feel the matrix changed cinema as a whole and especially american cinema in a very profound way when it comes to the approach to cinematography regarding green screens yeah. and special effects as far as reloaded goes you know there's never a situation where i appreciate a white person with dreadlocks I feel like there's a direct line that I right? can draw from that movie to Twiddle. But, but like, like, they hit it with that, yeah. with that one. But still, really like that movie. Rebel- Did you play Enter the Matrix? God damn you, I've been trying to fucking get to <laughs> fucking talking about This whole fucking time I've been trying to get to fucking Enter the Matrix. Sick. <laughs> so sick for what, GameCube? No, for GameCube. PS2. Okay, cool. Enter the Matrix was the most fucking engaging fucking experience I had on the PlayStation 2 Besides cool. Max Payne 2, the fall of Max Payne. Sick. Enter the bullet th- time was really 
cool. Enter the Matrix. But let me be clear up front, though. Fucking... It is not held up. This game has not held up. I haven't played it since then. It's really a terrible game. I but but it was the, it was amazing. It was the me. first fucking game where you shoot fucking pillars and you see individual pieces of the environment fucking explode from shooting it. It had some that, very fun stuff in it that made it very addictive. I and very cool. played that game into the fucking ground. Yeah. Once you like got the bullet time stuff down, yeah. it was really cool. On fucking real, it was just such a great time to be a fan of the Animatrix. Oh, the Animatrix so, is fire. Just unreal. Yeah. A fucking DVD set where you want to fucking watch all the animatics and the special features. Like you want to fucking like I I I. I have nothing but positive things to say about the Matrix as a concept. Matrix Revolution. Matrix Revolutions. Is a movie that exists. It happened. And here's the thing about it. <laughs> I don't think any person on the face of the earth could actually recite fully and clearly like what happened at the end of that movie <laughs> was, with any level of I was of literally about to say... I've never I understood it. I've seen the movie have 40 times. no idea what the plot of Matrix Revolution is. I just spoke so highly of the series. Right. I could tell you beat by beat every moment of the first two movies as well as the Animatrix, as well as the video game. Matrix Revolutions was so fucking forgettable to me that I have no clue what the fucking plot was. Well, like, it, it, it did have some compelling elements. Like, I liked Neo and Trinity's ride to, like, the center of, like, machine hell, basically. That was yeah. cool. And visually, the, but, the, oh. the the shot with the screens the whole is thing fucking... Was, I hated that they it, had... It to, was visually striking without the fucking depth to back up that everything else had. They had to replace the Oracle, which, like, I know they had to do it, but it just really felt weird and yeah. threw me off. And just as a movie, it has a lot of good parts and, like, a lot of interesting stuff to it, but the way that it rolls out at the end is impossible to explain. Yeah. And I just, like, if someone said, explain to me what happened at the end of the movie The Matrix in, like, three sentences, the best I could do is, like, like, Neo's done this a million other times. Right. And, like, needs to, like, upload himself into a virus into to be reloaded yeah. into the Matrix to turn into a rainbow. Like, I can't I don't even know. remember I don't because I've watched, so the, I've watched the first one about 100 times. I've watched the second one about 50 times. I've watched Matrix Revolution twice. Oh, wow. Like I mean, the end battle is super I sick. feel like I walked out of that movie being like, I guess this must be what it feels like psychologically to go through a sex change. Well, that's a thing that has come out in many years since that people have done all these analyses on is that the Matrix movies are all about transitioning. That the entire Matrix is in everything. But like the people really get into this. I thing. mean, considering I mean, I went to a liberal arts school. I'm pretty sure everything, <laughs> every, everything. every every piece of fucking media novel that I ever read was basically about. That. Um, I want to talk about one more movie. Wait, but hold on. So what's the deal with Matrix Four? It's happening, dude. The, the Lana Wachowski is directing it. It's being Our shot right now. involved with it? Oh, for sure. Everyone's everyone's doing it. Is it gonna be good? There's no information about whether it's a prequel, sequel, another time Neo goes through the Matrix, but shots of him riding on a motorcycle with Trinity. So here's what I'm saying. As much we know. Is that I'm going to right now, like my instinct, my child brain is going... 
for sure this far removed they're not going to do that unless it's going to kick ass with that said i have fallen down that trap enough times to know that that is fallacious thinking i mean they made but, jupiter ascending so but anything can happen what this means is that for playstation 5 there will be a matrix video game and that is what concerns what what excites me unlikely why why do you think that i just don't think that they're they don't do movie game tie-ins anymore really i it's like done cannot for a second imagine they will not make a fucking playstation 5 matrix video i'll game. bet you one quartz crystal they don't what the fuck is a quartz crystal i don't know i don't know where that came from i will bet you <laughs> two consecutive episodes of this podcast of full control of who of the movie that we choose that, that, they, are, that they are going to make a Matrix video game. Deal. We're shaking right now. Hold on. Let yeah. me make the sound. All right. Do it and pause it because I have to take a leak. <laughs> you need to stop at the liquor store? I wanted to. Before you what? Went home? Yeah. Okay. But that's not happening. It's not happening. Nope. Pennsylvania. So you, uh... You want to wrap it up? What were we talking about? The Matrix? That was we're, the video we were talking a lot about the Matrix. Well, now that Rachel's home, should she come downstairs and talk about Knives Out? <laughs> she, she'll probably make her way down here. Okay. Um, I did want to talk to you also about the upcoming new Saw movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. What? As father and son and produced by Chris Rock called Spiral from the Book of Saw. What? <laughs> It's like a 70s cop noir type situation with Saw. Involving Jigsaw? <laughs> yeah. Hey! Hi! Should I actually pretend I get a beer? Oh, you're drinking a White Claw? You're drinking a White Claw? Oh, I'm getting a beer? Everybody, this is the... Uh, you're still on recording right now? Yeah, oh yeah. We're is there somewhere near so here where I can buy beer that won't be closed when I leave? Um... Was that a fart? No, she coughed. Okay. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Cool. Bye. Bye. Where are you going? Getting a drink. Oh. Okay. Are you coming back? Yeah. Okay. Bye. See you soon. Please continue telling me what you were talking about. <laughs> um, I gave you all the information that I have about it. There's there's a trailer. The fuck. <laughs> yeah. Chris. Is it a horror movie. Yes. Chris Rock is rebooting Saw. Rebooting Saw? Not prequelizing? No, it's like a reboot. Why? What the fuck? <laughs> I just wanted to... I, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, it's pretty... pretty. Did you know that I have, I have a Blu-ray mm -hmm. that I got from Target that is every single Saw movie on one Blu-ray? I have the same one. too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those movies are terrible. And I uh, I made it a point, not this most recent Halloween, but the previous October, to try to... <laughs> my, my goal was to watch every Saw movie, because I in the theaters I stopped after three. They're absolutely horrible. And what the fuck are those movies? <laughs> and Indigo, so I, I saw... I met oh, everybody, this is Rachel, star oh, I, of Rachel's I, Review Corner. Hey, guys! Uh, now... I've been a happy hour since 3 p.m. Oh, no, here we go. No, no it's one 10 o'clock. No one could have told. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to uh, tell your story? Yeah, about... I was just going to say that, um, when I was at Ithaca College, the guy who made Saw came to do a lecture on, 
on making movies and um I went with somebody and like met him and then he showed us like the new Saw movie before it came out. Mm. Or and also I didn't like meet I listened to his lecture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to his lecture about like making movies and mm. then like saw some of the new song movie and it lasted about ten minutes and I had to leave because it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Saw is technically the most profitable franchise of all time in comparison to its initial Dollars investment. to donuts, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, the first movie was made for like $11 and then the franchise made like $7 billion or whatever. Um, so... As um, well as a completely garbage video game. We just heard Dan trash on Knives Out for quite some time. Which one was that? The detective one with um, the whodunit. The murder at the rich person's house. The mystery writer. Okay, so what what was your pro- I don't know if this is repetitive. No, I like, mean. Was your problem with it that they it. like gave away the mystery right away and then worked their way backwards? That, kind of. That was like my third biggest problem of it. What was number one? That one of the the big plot device was that one of the characters physically can't lie. Yeah, that was that weird was, to you. It's really ridiculous. And like a was mystery. that not was that not weird to you in a I mystery? That was like entertaining. In a detective in, thing, is that not weird? Where someone's not allowed to lie? The, <laughs> the, feel, the feeling of the movie was kind of this like playful. Yeah, I mean, I will it give it playful. that. If it were played straighter and had the same character, it'd be even more egregious. So it was kind of whimsical. Whimsical. Yeah. That's it had some whimsy. You can get away was, with a little bit in whimsy yeah, town. Yeah, that was that was what she said was like my third least and like, favorite. My, um, uh, the, di- the, the froghorn leghorn yeah. dialogue was dumps. You keep saying froghorn leghorn. Froghorn leghorn dialogue dumps was just ludicrous. Yeah, the solving of the case felt pretty convenient. Now, now we are getting repetitive. Though. Yeah, um, I, I just by, con- my, I... by convenient meaning that it was two hours of just like, oh, what's going on? Well, not really, because ten minutes and we know exactly what's going on, and then right. Daniel Craig knows beat for beat everything, and then. They really made a big fucking deal of the shot of the blood on that shoe for a second, only for that to just, like, be a passing thing later on. True. Yeah. I thought it would have been just an incredible movie if they hadn't gone that route, and they had just, like, solved the mystery, and the mystery was just that, like, that scene that they played in the first ten minutes, like, yeah, the end of the totally. movie. Yeah, totally. I agree. It would have been an incredible yeah. movie if they made a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been watching anything good, Rich? We we're trying to watch Westworld again. That's like our current Cat, project. Cat is like Cat is like balls deep in Westworld right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I've never seen a second of it besides what I walk by, and I'm like, that's a dick. And then I keep walking. There's a lot of the outsider was cool. We did like the outsider. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah, uh, it's we pretty just, incredible. We just got through Chernobyl. Dark. It was fire. Dark times. We did not <laughs> Literally fire. If you hear like some excessive licking sounds, it's Nala. Not Nala's licking our an- <laughs> our Dan. ankles right Dan. now. Dan's <laughs> on the floor right now that licking her ankles. <laughs> Eating Dan's That's Dan Enzen licking Sam Live's leg. Yeah, I know. I have it this. Feels th- so I have this theory that it feels our so generation good. is catching coronavirus at such a lower rate because we eat ass. Solid theory. Yeah. Well rounded. Yeah. <laughs> well. A side note, everyone, I'm off of school for two weeks. Coronavirus. I just found out, and so I spent seven hours at the bar. Do you still get income? Undecided yet. 
Undecided. Seems, seems like you a good time to spend. You told me, yeah. It's seems not, like a good time to spend seven hours at the bar. It's not 99.9%. With I, the, with I, the I can't imagine for a second that it's 99.9%. No, it is. It's just like, it just then depends you would on just, if the then government you would just is willing yes. to pay the, school, the non-profit that I work for. Continuing. But if it's a state of emergency, they're legally supposed to pay. So that's what it is. So that's what's happening. Well, um, Interesting stuff, guys. Rachel's going to have plenty of time to watch and review movies. That's yeah. that's what that boils down to. Yes. You should I, see everything's canceled, what she y'all. feels about Grind. I don't think that I would wish that movie upon my worst enemy. No thanks. <laughs> um, with that being said, I'm pretty sure that chronologically the next episode would be Grind. <laughs> so if that's the case, yeah, we've been talking about it a lot. And uh, we'll be proud to present that to you. We watched it tonight, and it really hurt my feelings real bad. And I, I yelled at Dan a lot because it really just made me sad. All right, so it'll be grind, and then we'll time the fucking uh, liberal hunting movie to drop the same day. The as more we say, the, the least likely it's going to happen. No, we've already overplanned it. No, it has to. Okay. It can't not. Everything's canceled. We don't have an excuse anymore. We literally, like, can't do anything. Everything everything fun is canceled. This feels like a wrap. (laughs) Just a wrap. Says Rach. Let's just talk on our own. We don't, everyone doesn't need to hear this. So as as usual, (laughs) Rachel thinks that we should have been done already. This is one of Rachel's wrap it ups, but live. This is the first time you guys are hearing one. Yeah. Wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, the lady has spoken. I guess that's going to be it for us tonight. Dan, any final thoughts? No. Nala, any final thoughts? Parasite was good and Eyes Out was terrible. 